And we are live. This is Beat People Podcast, episode 74. Yay. Welcome in, um, Matthew. Uh, yeah, round of applause for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> We're welcoming Matthew of ALM Busy Circuits. We're going to be talking about uh, their first complete modular system, the system coupe. Uh, we're going to talk about the squid sample, the P- Pamela's new workout, which is probably one of the most popular modules out there. Uh, and, you know, get into a little bit about Matthew and backstory of how ALM Busy Circuits got started. So without further ado, let's jump into it and uh, welcome to the show. Yo, what's up, everybody? Hey. What hey. Up? hey. What up, everybody? Show, uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no doubt. We got Upright. We got Traversy. We got D Still. We got Ken Flux and myself, B-Boy Tech. And uh, yo, everybody doing good today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Doing great. Good. Doing great. Good, good. <laughs> so, uh, Matthew, um, we met, uh, what, at... At, what was it, Knobcon last yeah. year, I came out to Chicago and I actually didn't even realize until after we got to Knobcon that you came to a show that we were doing, like a ModVap set that we were doing at uh, 606 yeah. Records. Mm. And uh, that was cool to, to see you there, didn't get a chance to talk to you. We talked about uh, Squid and, uh, and, and then this year you dropped the System Coupe. Yeah. Tell us about the system coupe. I guess typically I want to, you know, no background, but let's jump around here a little bit. Let's start with okay. the system coupe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the system coupe, I've got it. I've got one here. So I'll hold it up. It'll make it easier for me to talk about. There we go. Nice. So um, it's a 84 HP complete system. Nice. Our first complete system. Um, uh, pretty much uh, built around the Squid and Pamela uh, mm-hmm. are sort of most popular modules, I guess. And then um, all on like custom grey faceplates and uh, the magenta knob caps. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so a sort of a totally custom colorway. And then also... Mm-hmm a couple of modules which you can't get anywhere else as yet the mcf uh which is a uh uh filter and the milton which is kind of like a utility module and uh yeah the the you know like we i'd always wanted to do a complete system i guess and from like having the squid and having it in various kind of demo systems and whatnot uh the coupe kind of evolved i guess you know i wanted a i wanted a system that wasn't sort of too big that was easily transportable wasn't sort of crazily Mm -hmm. expensive but Mm -hmm. was also very kind of like usable and Mm -hmm. usable in terms of it being in a kind of like modern kind of approach to um modular synthesis uh you know in terms of like having a sampler on board and um and the pam for doing like uh not just uh syncing and, and that kind of thing but also like rhythmic stuff using pam more like a sequencer and also with a mega slope um so it's kind of and and as well as having like an analog filter and the mco just kind of like a really sort of nice combo that gave you a lot of possibilities with i guess with like a slightly sort of angled more towards kind of like beat based music but i 
So, you know, you can do loads with it, you know. Mm -hmm. I dig that. And then, so uh, you mentioned Pamela's and Squid are your most popular modules. Uh, yeah, that... pretty much. But the, the Pam is definitely our popular, mo our most popular module. Uh, that's I don't... probably one of the most popular modules across the board in modular, quite frankly. Yeah, I mean, yeah. between Maths and Pamela's, like, you know, it's almost like you're not allowed to do modular unless right. you have those two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. just going to ask real quick uh, if you could walk us through each module real quick. Like, yeah, sure. Just... Sure. Of course. So uh, what have we got? First of all, we've got the MM MIDI. We've got the MM okay. MIDI here and then the MMT, which is it's basically a pretty basic uh, two channel MIDI interface. Uh, just giving you giving you two MIDI channels to uh, CV, uh, you know, volts per octave, uh, velocity and gate. And then you get an expander for that, which basically gives you a third MIDI channel and maps them to um, maps keys to gates. So you can use it to sort of build to build like trigger patterns. Mm -hmm. um, the other nice thing about the MM MIDI is, is you can just patch the MIDI clock directly into PAM. So PAM just syncs like out of the box, no problem, cool. which is kind of Nice. The main reason why the MM MIDI kind of exists because right. it, it, it seemed like there was no kind of like simple MIDI interfaces out there that would just break out the MIDI clock so you could just, you know, sync PAM to your door, or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, in the kind of like easiest way possible. Uh, next up is PAM, which everyone knows, you know, it's um, kind of a, a BPM based uh, clock, a modulator, um, sequencer, drum pattern, a drum pattern generator, you know, it does. It does all sorts. Each one of these outputs is a factor of a of a of a of the central BPM, whether that be like a multiple or a division, and that could be pulses or it could be like LFOs. Um, and then further to that, you can kind of apply like Euclidean patterns and kind of randomness and all sorts of things to the outputs. And then the outputs can even with a newest firmware. They can even be um, quantized and all sorts. You know, like you can do all sorts of stuff with mm. with Pam. Uh, next up is the Mega Slope, which is a five, which it's a five stage kind of function generator. It can be a five stage um, envelope, like the sort of envelope you find on like a Juno or like a like a CZ synth, like a multi stage envelope. Ah, it, nice. It it can be like a a five stage LFO. Or it can be oh. like a five-step uh, step sequencer, and the oh. the nice thing that I like about using as a step sequencer is you've got like uh, control over the slew times of each step, so you can, it can be a not really nice kind of like wonky kind of sounding mm. Um, mm. sequencer, and it works well with Pam. Like with Pam, you can get the although it's only five steps, you can do various tricks to kind of like spread those five steps over over a bar or kind of modulate it so five become a lot more. Um, next up, we've just got like a a malt, just a basic um, unbuffered malt, purely there just as kind of a utility. Then we got the squid sample, our, our kind of uh, sampling module, basically. Um, eight channels, uh, samples in, four outputs, each of the two, shares two channels per output. Um, 
designed to be kind of like really quick and easy to use reads reads um samples off a usb stick the ui is all based on it's very similar to kind of like pam ui so it's very quick to pick up um mm. each channel has various par parameters you can change in real time you can apply cv to them these three channels have uh, voltage per octave inputs um mm. it's done in a very kind of like uh it, you know it's not I wouldn't describe it as low quality, but I wouldn't describe it as kind of like super high quality. It's kind of CD quality samples. Um, but then uh, it has a very kind of like hard sound, I'd say, you know, like the, there's no kind of real attempt to clean anything up. So it sounds more like a, like a, not a super old sample, but a more like a sort of early nineties rap mount sampler, that kind of thing. But nice. like there's aliasing when you pitch, you know, um, you know, and I think, you know, I like I'm I'm really pleased with it. It's really good fun to play with. People have been doing like really interesting things with it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, it's also like what I was disappointed with some of the other samplers out there is they they weren't very patchable. They were literally like a sort of door app just chucked in, in. You know, I wanted the squid to be very sort of patchable. So you can you can kind of automate its sampling and all kind of things, all them kind of things. You know, it, it, you mm -hmm. can do a lot of stuff with it. <laughs> Uh, next up is the Milton, which was designed purely for the coupe, just to fill in some gaps. It was a little bit more usable. You've got a um, a uh, the uh, line um, line to Euro level, so you can take like an external input and it will oh, nice. um, amplify it to Euro level. You've got like a little buffered mold, and mm -hmm. then you've got an attenuator, and then a fixed uh, free input mixer, which the attenuator also fills it. Nice, feeds into nice. um so you can kind of patch this uh like as an effects end as well that's that was part of the kind of the idea like we do another module called the sbg which mm -hmm. lets you do that and this is kind of like a really kind of like simplified mm -hmm. version but you can do kind of other stuff with it uh next up is the mco which is a small um 6hp uh digital oscillator uh, mm -hmm. Wavetable based, it's got, I think, I, can't, I always forget how many waves it's actually got. It's not got loads, it's got maybe maybe six, mm -hmm. six waveforms. No, not six, sorry, 12, 12 waveforms, uh, which morph. Um, and then it has, uh, it has a special PWM output where it applies pulpit modula modulation to all the waveforms, um, similar to like how an Alpha Juno does it. Mm. Uh, so you can get like a real kind of like thick sound and then a nice a nice sub output as well and the sub is is generated uh although it's digital it's generated through uh through a little bit of extra circuitry so it has a real like nice proper sort of subby sound mm -hmm. um and you can mix kind of like all three outputs together to get real like thick uh almost like alpha juno kind of super source not quite super mm -hmm. source but that kind of sort of that kind of alpha Juno-y sound, if you sort of modulate all of it. Next yeah. up is uh, the MCF, which is a six, um, a, again, a 6HP um, multi-mode filter that obviously pairs very well with the MCO. Um, mm, nice. You've got uh, voltage control over frequency resonance. You've got a low, high, and a, and a band or notch output. You can change a little jumper on the back. And there's voltage control two. And then finally, we've got the Tangle Quartet, which is a four input um, 
linear VCA basically, or you can use it as mm. kind of like a mixer as well. Um, yeah. Oh, and sorry. And then finally, we've got the HBO, the little headphone, little headphone um, out part of the end. Nice. Sorry, I missed yep, that. Yep. <laughs> Man, so that's that's yeah. so powerful. It's like you got it's MIDI in to samples. Yeah. You can you can hit samples, and then you can go into uh, like you, you got oscillators as well. So. You got everything covered in one little system. That's amazing. The, yeah. yeah. On the MCF, you also have Volt Per Active on the filter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It only tracks maybe like a couple of octaves, though. It's not like amazingly tracked. But, it'll, it'll, you know, you'll get a couple of octaves out of it, maybe a little bit more, you know. Okay. And you can, you know, you'll get like a sign out of it. There's And you can, you know, you can effectively use the last three channels as the squidders, VCOs as well. You know, there's kind mm-hmm. of lots of different... Um, kind of op- opportunities and the, the MCF is like really nice to ping that kind of thing or kind of feedback into itself. Yeah, it's can you, yeah, have, there's lots have, of options. I have one more question the squid. So, how do the samples work off of the off of the card? Or do they stream off of the card or are they loaded into RAM? They're loaded into RAM. Okay. So, and that gives us kind of very low latency, sort of, I think awesome. so, okay. sort of a, a millisecond kind of latency, but we're limited. So it's, it's got eight megabytes, which equates to each channel having 11 seconds of sample time. No, which, that's, per- that's perfect. We used to have less. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a time when that was like an absolute luxury, you know, so, but I, and I, you know, for, I don't really find it a limitation. I kind of quite like it. Nice. So, so I'm really I'm really digging this system because it seems like it could be, it could be synth driven or it could be sample driven. It, it, yeah. it could have it could have two. Yeah, different. it's flexible that way. It definitely yeah. seems flexible. That I'm yeah. really digging it. Only thing that I feel like it's missing from it, and this is just me just looking at it from like my perspective, some effects. Yeah, yeah. That's where the pedal, like when I did the when I was playing with the system. I ran it into Ableton and then ran everything through the effects ah, okay, through, okay. A, through a pedal. So then that way, um, I, I thought it was like a nice, uh, nice blend of like a hybrid system. Like I was like, I could play a full set with this and I was going back and forth. So how I was trying to use it even with sampling. So I was sampling in the sampler, but then recording back in Ableton and then like mm. just kind of going back and forth between Ableton and the squid. Mm. And then I was able to make all these clips. Right. So I was like basically building almost like a small set. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then with the MIDI sequencing uh, this, when I was sequencing the squid with the MIDI and Ableton, so then I could change the, the kits. You know what I mean? And no, then definitely, yeah. it up and then sample back in. And plus having that, that effect send on, on, on the on the Milton, of, yeah. And that's yeah. what I was yeah. thinking. I was thinking what I would do is I would patch like my Zoya into the Milton mm-hmm. and just have that as like a effect on the side just to kind of like mess with it. Because then you have that on effect with it, your pedal. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And like weird. you can patch up the squid as like a delay. The squid can oh, be yeah, patched so, to turn it into a delay. Really? So you do a video where you patch it up as a delay. That's pretty amazing. It's actually a really yeah. good sound delay too. Wait, yeah. How do you? Yeah. How do you? What? Yeah. How do you? Hold on, hold on one second. I want to see if you can hear this because can can you all hear that? No. Nope. nope. It's oh. pretty though. <laughs> well, the, the what I'm trying to get. I'm gonna put a, a a link to this in the um in the chat. 
And the reason I want to put that in there is because this is from the ModBap uh, Instagram page, and you can see right there he's using the Squid sample. Yeah, yeah, and that's a dope sounding track too. Yeah, I, I it's know a that really about. dope yeah. track to be able yeah. to get that kind of sound in in um, in modular, and and I think it has a lot to do with the fact that you have you know bit depth control and and uh, sample rate control and all of that right there per track or, mm. or per channel. Mm. Um, That's it's cool. real crunchy, nice, and, and like like Matthew was saying, some raw sounds and just kind of gives you the feeling of like an old school sample. But we'll put that, I'm gonna put that link in there so y'all can check that out just to kind of see in context of like, you know, uh, a hip hop sort of groove, mm. what that offers. How, how many octaves does the squid uh, do when it comes to volt per octave? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. It's at least five, okay. maybe more. But, you know, it's usably it's probably more like two or three, you know, like it will unless it, it, it you go like it's only doing like the most kind of like basic, um, you know, it's just basically changing the playback speed of the sample. So. You go really low, you know, and it, it doesn't sound much like the original anymore. But it can, you know, but do that on like a snare or something, and it can sound really nice. But mm. you know, yeah, mm. that's cool. That's really really cool. And the idea that you know you get something that's uh, can be in a case <laughs> this small with this sampler. <laughs> you know, this is like a straight up sampler little groove box with pans yeah, and and with yeah. um. Yeah, good work on that, Matthew. Real good work. Oh, How long did it take you to develop something like Squid? No, I was just going to say, I, I got a quick uh, question as far as design um, from a desi design perspective. Um, it's, it seems to fit with so many different genres. I know Traversi loves it. Um, you know, D still loves it. He has it. A bunch of my friends have, um, you know, Pamela's. Hmm. What was the uh, approach to designing the module? Like, what was your thought perspective? Oh, with the as... with the squid. Well, I, I guess uh, uh, Pam's and squid. Sure. Yeah. So, so the Pam's goes back like a long time. The Pam I probably designed maybe seven, eight years ago, like the the original first Pam, and that the 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 kind of motivation for that came from I had like this MFB drum machine. And it, and it wanted like a times 12 clock. It was the weirdest thing. And I wanted to, I can't, wanted to sync it to something that was din sync based and then something else. And there was nothing that would really do it. So the, the Pam kind of grew out of that just as kind of like a little utility that I made myself. And then it kind of, I was like, oh, hang on a minute. This is actually pretty useful. And I showed it to some friends and they were like, oh yeah, this is, this is really good. Because yeah. there was, this is, it, what the Pam that everyone's got now is like the second generation that the Pamela's new workout. But originally, mm -hmm. like the first module we made was Pamela's workout, which right. and and the, the the kind of major difference with the new one is that only did triggers, hmm. and okay. and it was it was kind of a lot more basic. But that one, that one, you know, it did well. It was popular, but 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 the new sure. one is kind of like you know ten times better, yep. and. I guess with a squid, I just wanted, um, I'd wanted to do a sampler for a while. And, and then I'd seen things like the Rossum come out and I thought, oh, no way. You know, I'm not, I don't want to sort of <laughs> compete with something like that. But, but, then, but then when I saw it, I thought, well, hang on a minute. This is like really high end. This is like super mm -hmm. high end. And it's very kind of involved and it doesn't seem as like patchable as I'd like. 
and and also mm. it was and also it was sort of very expensive as well. Well, you know, it's a very sort of a high res module, you know, so it's going to be it like, expensive. Yeah, it's like you know, technically really amazing. Rate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I, so I sort of thought, well, maybe there is space to do something that um, is a little bit more immediate, you know, a little bit more affordable. Um, and something that was more kind of like instant, you know, that you could literally just, I wanted something that, you know, someone would literally, they'd be able to turn it on and then they'd be going straight away. You know, they'd be patching in, patching in triggers and they'd be, you know, they'd be off, you know, and there'd be no kind of like, uh, no kind of like difficult setup sampling, anything, you know, it's very quick to sample with a squid and you can also send a trigger in so you can automate it sampling you know well, you can really cool. you can automate it creating like a whole bank of samples you know because mm -hmm. you can step it to each channel patch wise so that was the kind of and also i, I knew like with the way the the pab ui works like i know that it's people sometimes complain that it's or people are scared off initially that it's kind of all menu based but it's actually really simple and i wanted mm -hmm. to apply the same kind of um set up to something else but but do it a bit more uh, take it a little bit further and also allow like with the the way the squid's got the buttons you can quickly get to things quicker but at its core it's kind of the same the the same way the the pam works more or was less. there specific um was there like specific samplers that you were referencing that you were like oh i really like this workflow or i i kind of you know maybe not in the euro rack world but just in general was there specific samplers that you you felt a kind of kinship to that you were like okay this is kind of the direction that i want to move with um not really i'm trying to think i don't like so the first synth, well, no, the first, the, I had a, the first kind of like major synth I had was a, was a W30. And like, I, I don't know, I've always had a kind of affiliation with samplers in that when I was, when I was uh, like a, like a small kid, like the first thing that sort of really blew me away is I went to like, we went to like a computer exhibition and I, I saw like they had a sampler demonstrated. It must have been a Fairlight or something like that. And and they were ch uh -huh. and it, and it just completely blew my mind that they were recording someone's voice and then playing it back at different mm. pitches. Like we're going back like you know like thirty five years, but yeah. uh, you know at the time it was completely amazing. You know, and um, then I and then I remember I worked all summer and and uh, I saved up and bought this uh, bought a, a Roland W thirty, yeah, was, and, yeah, which was which was pretty cool, but uh yeah i don't know i wouldn't say I, I wouldn't say it was really based on anything so, but you know so much there wasn't you know it was more yeah i guess yeah no it was i didn't i didn't sort of no no it's not really based on any maybe a little bit on like a like the akai 612 the way that's very immediate um and sort of i guess a little bit around some of the sort of late, later akais but not really. I didn't want to sort of get too. I, I really wanted to sort of design it for mod for modular rather than kind of like fall into the trap of kind of like taking something existing and then kind of just like drop yeah. it. You know, mm. like conforming that to try to fit it into a module. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I have a, I have a quick question about Pams. So I noticed mm. that all the expanders for Pams are essentially MIDI outs, right? Yes. So there's something that i always run into especially when i'm when i'm working on on music on my modular where i always wish that that input on the pams was a midi in 
so that yeah. I can I, so that I can have some some of the channels free running, right? Like they're running with a clock. But then yeah. if I wanted to take one and two and trigger those, like trigger my own pattern off of I don't know some trigger sequencer or whatever to to have like a specific rhythm or trigger LFOs in a certain rhythm or whatever the case with MIDI because for small systems that having MIDI in would totally like destroy the world and I'm just throwing my two cents in there I'm just letting you know that you know we, uh, yeah, we yeah, kind of wish we had MIDI in on that hams I think <laughs> <laughs> we we kind of like like uh, approach that in terms of like the 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 MM MIDI is in a way an expander for the for the PAMs, you know, with yeah, the MMT in a in a in a kind of way, you know, like it yeah. it patches straight in. And unfortunately, like when the original PAM hardware, kind of the the um the the hardware interface for the expanders is quite limited. You know, it's basically mm -hmm. just a just a, an an output, basically. You know, oh, there's no, no, no kind it's of great, like, it's great the way it is. I'm just saying, if you're thinking about that version three. <laughs> Yeah. At any time, so just, yeah. just, just remember, just remember your boy D Steel said MIDI in on that joint, you know. Cause, cause yeah, no, I think if we if we ever did get around to like a, a a version three, I probably would do some, you know, more, you know, embed more of that kind of thing. I, I you know, I've always I've always been a little bit wary of the MIDI because it, you can have a lot of problems with MIDI clocks, but it seems oh, no, to be yeah, yeah. less of a problem than it. I think seems to be less of a problem than it used to be for some reason or other. I don't know why that is. I don't know if, if interfaces have got a lot better as people have maybe used more and more. People have gone more kind of like out of the box again. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Or it's just people are wiser in how they, you know, they don't kind of shovel this MIDI data down the same line they're using the, the clock for, you know. Well, Matthew, you're, you're, you're having so many users that, that are applying PAMs in, in various different methods. Um, are there any use cases that are surprising you that maybe you hadn't really planned on that you're just like, oh, that was really cool? Um, uh, I'm trying to think. I guess, um, like with the original PAM, one of the things that surprised me was that people people synced it to other clocks. And it wasn't that I, that had ever been. That was kind of an afterthought. That was like, oh, there's a bit of space, so I'll add it, so you can you can sync it to other clocks. So it never, it never, it worked okay on the original, but on the new one, I put like a ton of effort. So that would that would uh, that would happen, I guess. Um, I have seen I have seen patches with, that are quite unusual. But to be honest, um, recently. Uh, my, my friend Zach did a patch where he uses the offset. So he he uses it in a way that's like um, almost not as a clock at all, but to sort of as a as kind of like a patch recall system. So he use, if you, if on Pam you set like the level, like the, each output's got a got um, various parameters. And one of them is a is a level which sets the the kind of scale. If you set that level to zero. And then there's another another setting which is called offset, and then you set that offset. It basically each output basically becomes a fixed offset. Like the clock doesn't apply to it because the clock is at it zero. It becomes like a stored voltage. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And then you can save them stored voltages yeah. into memory and recall them. So that was kind of quite a cool usage. Um, yeah, that's dope. It is actually. I, I used I, I used my yeah. PAMs a couple of days ago as a. Uh, as a burst generator 
with one one signal going into the clocking and it triggering all the all the different uh, channels at once, but I'm cascading every channel a couple of milliseconds off, so it creates yeah. a kind of thing as one shot. So I was creating cool clap sounds and cool percussion yeah, sounds yeah. by firing all like four channels at one time into a mixer and sending that sum out into one drum module, and it was giving me some crazy ass sounds. And I loved dope. it, yeah. And it was just yeah. a new way of using it for me. So yeah. it, was, it was really, it's a really diverse module. It really is a diverse module. That's the crazy thing. It is such a small package with so much power and so many different uses. Um, so I got a comment here in the chat that I just put up. Yeah. And uh, Matthew, are you going to release the new colorway for individual modules? Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope that expression answers your question. Yeah. How, does that, how, does, how does that work as a developer? So you got colorways specific to your uh, to your um, your. It's, it's your... a fucking <laughs> uh, like even with the even with the like coupe and stuff it's it just makes everything you know like an order of magnitude more complicated for right. you know for like a you know we're basically a a tiny company and it just it's I, I yeah i don't know like like we did the we did the black panel pans recently and we did like the small run and they did they they did like really really well and i was we, right. we, we did them like we sold them through the web store and we did all the profits to charity which seemed like a good thing to do but mm -hmm. um and we sold i think we sold 70 of them in like under half an hour wow it was crazy that and like crazy so fast, that's amazing. <laughs> my, my phone was just going ping, 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 ping from the website. I, like, oh. I, I was like, Oh, I hope these all go by Monday. I knew they, I knew they go. I thought, you know, I hope they're gone by Monday, you know, otherwise, you know. And uh, so, so, so just a question like, can you kind of describe why, why are certain colorways only available like for your system and? Like, how does that work? Like for you guys, just out of well, curiosity. It's, it's more just the, it, it's more, um, I like the idea of doing like special editions of things, you know, like I, I, I'm like that much, you know, I, I like, I like that, I like the idea of having kind of like limited versions of things and, you, you know, kind of like playing with the colors and whatnot. I don't actually like black modules either. That's the other thing. I I'm not a wow. fan of black panel modules at all. Although I do, re I do like the pan. I like the the screen on the pans. Right. Yeah. And, and and people had been asking for like black paneled pans for a while. So we were going to do it. Just seemed like a cool thing to do. It was like planned for a while. And these came from the end of the run. We were like, right, you know, the last the last lot of the run we'll do is black panels, and we'll we'll you know we'll we'll sell them and we'll we'll put the profits to charity. No, it's cool. Um, but yeah. now, I think that was a great way to approach it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's why I, I, you know, I thought it was like a cool thing to do, you know, my cool, you know, um, I think obviously we didn't do enough. So I'm sure we'll do some more at some point. It won't be in the kind of immediate future because that's kind of like not practically possible. Um, it's also like we could probably do like, we could probably practically do black panels for the PAMs 
But then it's kind of where does it end? You know, because then it's like, oh, can I get black panels to the expanders? Can I get black panels to the squid? You know, yeah. and then everything starts to become a lot more. Can I just buy the panel, not the module? Yeah. <laughs> no, right. I, I, well, I know, I, would, I know. These still, these still wants black everything. So I would. <laughs> so so the, the reason why, <laughs> the reason why I would suggest a black squid is because squid. Yeah, see, ink, <laughs> because squid ink. So you kind of no, want that black yeah. pan, oh, oh, yeah. black squid <laughs> ink. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All black. It's like it's like. Oh, what's that over there? What's that over there in your rack? Oh, that's a black squid. <laughs> no, 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 Steel no, no, will no, no, bend me, logic to make anything yes. work so that he Absolutely. gets what he wants. <laughs> no, no, no. We're gonna start calling Steel Ben Logic. Yeah, Ben Logic. Steel wants every module black. What's that? What's that? What's that? You know why? You know, I, you know, case, I want the same thing, uh, Bryce. So I'm with him. I'm yeah. Well, I, that's that's what. See, see, okay. Well, let me speak my piece on this. Let me speak my piece on this. My my modular, as you can see back there, is a hodgepodge of colors. You see that? It's just. Colors yeah, it's everywhere. a very diverse, diverse. Yes, yeah, a very diverse. I, I and that's, that's, what, that's what ended up like. Well, yeah. well, that's what modular is to me. So when you got guys like these still, like they want everything black. He's like, it's gotta be black, you know. Well, but, but here's, but here's why. Here's why because well, that uniformity is a problem. Well, huh, well, it, well you know, you know yeah. what it is. You know what it is, especially modular being such a personal thing. You know, mm -hmm. when you make up your system and you want it to be. Uh, look a certain way. The uniformity when uniformity breaks, you're like, ah, do I even want this module in my system? Oh, because it man. kind of it kind of yeah. messes it kind of messes with my head when it comes to like the the big picture. But when I look at the coupe, I'm like, oh, that looks like a a system. So I'm mm -hmm. I'm cool with it looking the way that it looks. Steel is treading in Aaron's territory right now oh, no, where no, he's going to no, stop yeah. patching no, no, no. I between am, systems I am. because oh I can't patch a mutable with a I, make noise oh, I, I can't am, do that no, I am not an equal opportunity <laughs> patcher what did, we, what did we say for Aaron what was it we said Aaron had a condition so Matthew of Afrorack uh, Aaron from Afrorack yeah, yeah, had yeah. to be with he doesn't like patching between the brands. Yeah, like, oh, right oh yeah. And he also has like a shared system. It doesn't matter if he had an idea to, to, that would work for them patching together. He'd he be like, he nah. Just mentally, <laughs> he doesn't take it. it. It's it's what I like to call bougie affliction. Oh no! Yeah. So, so, so that's a good name for him. It was it was something real funny. And, and, oh, so that's and, me. And, that's me all day. That's where I'm. That's where I'm, I am. But. I, I really dig the coupe system. I'm like, man, this is looking really nice. And I don't mind the light gray because it's all it is 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 under black. It's just it's, it's black, but just lighter. <laughs> it's just light black. That's it. Light black. <laughs> I, I honestly I really like the look of that system. Yeah, I like it. it, it the, the whole aesthetic of it is very, very pretty. I, I love the pink knobs. That's really cool to yeah. me. They're, they're magenta. They're not oh, actually pink, they're magenta. They're oh, described cool. as magenta. Ooh, Although they do look more pink, I guess, but they're meant to be magenta. Uh, no, yeah, yeah I, I think, but I think if you want a system to look good, your only real option is to just buy all modules from the same from the same manufacturer. Hey, that's you know, real. even yeah. even if you get the same color panels, which you think is kind of like a losing battle because you can guarantee some module is going to come out that you're going to desperately want, 
and it's not going to be available in black or or you're going to get or you're going to get one that's this shade of black and one that's this oh shade of black. Gosh, and this one's yeah, shiny yeah, and yeah. this one's matte. Matt, one. yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, um, Ken knows that the, my ER301 is a different black than my Make Noise black. And it yeah. drives me crazy. I'm sitting there looking at my system. Admittedly, like, it drives me nuts too. I I have the black panel on my ER301, and it's it's like lighter than than my other black panels, no, so, so and it does is, drive me nuts. Ken, this is how I. And I'm not. I'm like the most. Ken, look Ken. at my hat versus my shirt. I have zero aesthetic appeal Ken, for anything. Check this out. This is this is how I got over it. There's no lighting on this side of, oh. of my case. <laughs> He's just working blind. <laughs> right. Oh, my there's, goodness. There's no lighting. Like, so it's going to be so, dark one way or the yeah, other over so, there. So, so my ER301 is on the side where there's no lighting, so I don't see the light difference between that and the other modules. Fair so enough. In, in my mind, I'm like, oh, it's the same. So <laughs> let me same. ask you this, D. Do you use the same color cables? Or no, I don't. And, and see, that's uh, funny because I do. Like, yeah, what no, I'll do is yeah, yeah, I try yeah, to keep, yeah, yeah. I try to keep all my CV signals, like all my pitch. I try to keep them the same color. Oh no, no, but can, all my control. Can, that's I try what to keep, I do. Yeah. That's what I do. So like, and then all I'll try my to CV, put voices. Yeah, this all my type triggers, of cable versus yeah. All my triggers are a certain color. All my CVs are a certain color. You know, all my modulation is a certain color. So whenever I'm doing pitch, that'll be red cables. Whenever I'm doing triggers, that's gray cables because it's like triggers and. They're not fun, you know. It's just, <laughs> you know. So it's so you know? rude. Yeah. Don't be rude to triggers. Behind me here is all like my wife patching. So it's like multitude of colors, different uh, face plates. But my system is all mostly black panels. And if I can not buy the module with the black panel, I'll buy a black panel somebody out there is making a black and if not she has a sharpie on hand oh, red, red. but i never use only red cables so I, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. Red. I know you my, do only red cables yeah at my house i unpacked uh i unpacked my bag from a show and i came out there with some freshly wrapped brand. actually it was still in the plastic with red cables and i was like what the hell whose cables are these and and i really couldn't and i, I just let them sit there about a week later i was like yo shavarsi are these your cables i, I brought them home with me from a show and then she looked at me like no those are not my cables and i literally don't know where those red cables came from but i instantly thought they must be Travarsi's because somebody, right. somebody out there somebody out there has an incomplete patch Somebody out there now knows what happened to their cables. <laughs> so, so, okay, yo, uh, Matthew, I'm interested to to know. So, Cams was your first module. You said about seven years ago. How did yeah. how did you kind of get started? And like, how did ALM busy uh, uh, circuits come about? Uh, so, well, uh, I. I've always been into like like music since I was a teenager, and also kind mm -hmm. of like uh, like I was saying about having a W thirty and whatnot. When I was like in my sort of late teens, early twenties, you know, I, I was I was I had my little simps and whatnot, and I enjoyed going out and all the rest of it. Um, but then I guess uh, I kind of like uh, took a break from it, a very long break, I guess, and then um, sort of about seven years ago no longer than a little bit longer than that i i kind of i had a bit more time on my hands and i kind of started to get back into it again and i've got my i'd always wanted a i'd always wanted a modular when i was younger but they were kind of like unaffordable you know kind of like you'd never even see one 
and I'd read about the the dot for systems and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got myself like a small, like, like, like little complete dot for system and started playing with it and got into it. And then I was, I was, I was kind of looking at the modules and thinking, oh, these don't look too difficult to, to um, put together. And like, I have quite a technical background. So before that, I, I, I ran a software company and whatnot. And, um, and I had some electronics knowledge from when I was a kid. And I like, I did a, I did a degree in physics. So, you know, I have a sort of very kind of technical background um and i i start i didn't i started making like this little kind of standalone sh101 sequencer like with an arduino and just kind of like fiddling about and mm-hmm. at the same time i was doing that i was saying about having this mfb drum machine that, that needed like a really weird clock to sync it and that's kind of like how pam came about it's kind of like a i think Pam was maybe I made like this Euclidean pattern generator and then I made Pam as well. And then they became kind of like one thing because I, I realized that Pam could could kind of sync all these things up as well. And then um, I went to like, I think it was the first or the second Brighton modular meet. Like they have like little modular meets down in Brighton where they're quite big now. But then they were, you know, just kind of like a, a, a few people. And mm-hmm. and I, I kind of went to show the kind of like the 101 sequences to people and people would like they would just ignore that and they were all into this into this clock which you know became Pamela and I was like oh you know You're maybe like, this is pretty good. All my hard work, all my hard work. <laughs> <laughs> was a bit like, Why don't you like the 101 sequencer? That thing's crap. It just it just sequences my MFB drum machine. But, um, <laughs> So I kind of, funny. I kind of, so I, I kind of, I kind of, I was like, I was quite into the, uh, this idea, and I kind of researched it a bit more and figured out how to get fifty manufactured, I think. Um, so and uh the factory that still does a lot of my stuff now did the original 50 and they were really good really sort of held my hand and whatnot because it was all completely new and i can remember driving home from the factory with the first like 50 and thinking oh my god you know this is like real and now i was like oh look now i've got a now i've got to sell them you know and i figured that if i sold half of them i'd be all right i'd kind of cover my costs well at least the material and assembly costs and whatnot so um, I think I, it was only like Analog Haven then, and I think Post Modular in the UK were the only two stores. Wow. And I kind of emailed them, and they were like, "Nah, not interested." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so, so I thought, "Oh, I better I'll, I'll announce it on Muffs, like really sort of scared." Ooh. <laughs> and um, I, I told some to some friends, and then I, I announced the remainders on Muffs, and then and they went in like they went in like two days. I wow. think I think I think. Then bought some an analog haven bought some and they were like oh we need more and then um it kind of it kind of it kind of um grew from there really you know for the yeah. first sort of like few years it was more a kind of like hobby and now it's like a you know it's like a uh you know it's a full-time business now you know with like there's, wow. there's three yeah. of us now three of us full-time so so, who, so nice. who's pam's great secret Pamela? I'm here like, hey man, this Pamela's always working out. She got yeah. a six. <laughs> she got abs. It's, uh, it's Pam Ayers. Do you know who Pam Ayers is? 
I mentioned about Pam Ayers is like this old like poet woman like she used to write like like uh, like, uh, like folk poetry kind of thing. Oh, nice. People say, "Oh, who's Pam?" That's why I joke. Say, "Oh, it's Pam Ayers." Yeah. You know, you, you know, it's interesting. I got into modular about five or six years ago, and I remember the first Pams uh, yeah, yeah, having yeah. a lot of traction. You know, a lot of a lot of people were talking mm. about it. Um, mm. And the second version seems to have a lot more momentum. But yeah, it's definitely. interesting just looking back on uh, when I first got into modular, just how much you know Pams. I, I saw it everywhere just back then. Yeah, so yeah. I guess that just you just attribute that to just having a uh, a great module, right? Or yeah, yeah, no, I, I I think so. And like you know, the 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 second one, you know, I worked on that for a good kind of year, eighteen months. You know, I made sure it was kind of better in every single respect, and and it had the same price as well. You know, so it was kind of like so. I, you know, although with that originally, I wasn't sure how well it was going to do. You know, I was sort of I was I think when we did the original one, I was a bit like, oh dear, maybe. This isn't what people want, you know. It, could, mm, it took a yeah. good year or two to really kind of pick up, you know. Right, um, right. I dig it. I remember when I first got into modular, the first thing that I was looking for, and I, and I was talking to the guys in the group, is a clock source. I'm like, man, I need a clock source that can feel human. Mm, I need something cool. that that is not too steady. That, yeah, and, and something that has uh, this feature. And then somebody was like, it has the slop feature. And I was like, what? What is that? Exactly what it sounds like. Slop. And I was like, that slop is human. I want that. So as, as soon as I got that, man, it totally changed the way that I sequence in my modular. It's so cool, man. I just want to say thank you for that. Oh, um, no. Yeah, not because. Not I don't think many people use the slop, you know? It's, it's not like a lot of people use like the Euclidean stuff and that kind of thing. Um, like it. It's really got fun again for me recently because through some flute, it, the, the big problem with Pam for a long time was it kind of ended up doing a lot more than I expected it to. And it basically was full. Like there was no, there was no free flash space on it at all. And I'd done all sorts of tricks, everything I could think of to like kind of fit more in, but it was like just completely full to the point there was, there was a couple of like minor weird bugs that I just couldn't fix because there wasn't the space on it. Um, and then through some fluke, we've I have freed up a load of space recently. So we added the the quantizer, which I'd always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And I was always a bit wary that it wasn't going to be kind of like because um, Pam outputs are only ten bit. So I was a bit worried that that it wouldn't they weren't kind of uh, high enough resolution for the quantizer to kind of you know perform. But it turns out it's, it's you know it's absolutely fine. You know, and it's. The, the quantizers, like, even I'm still like discovering new things you can do with the quantizer. You know, we all are here. We're like, oh, I did this with it last night. Oh, wow. You know, how did you figure that out? You know, so that's good. And we've got another update coming as well. We, it's pretty much done. Like, it's got some other new features. It just, we just haven't had the time to do the release. Nice. Yeah. The, so the, the reason why the slop feature was so, so special to me and also phase shifting the, mm, mm. the, the phase shifting of the gates. And the triggers mm -hmm. for me the reason why that's special is because in in modular a lot of the traditional sequencers are based on a certain grid yep. and they're and they're locked and locked all the, the time yeah. what pam has allowed me to do was take a clock source and just shift the actual clock source around mm -hmm. so that i can mm -hmm. have humanity kind of in, or like the perception of imperfection in the clock sure. source Absolutely. and for me 
that's very um, akin to the style of music that I make, whether it's hip hop, whether it's pop music, whether it's whatever I'm working on, the ability to move the clock and to shape it to my rhythm sure. is something Absolutely. that's very special about Pam's. Yep. And I wish that other sequencers would, other people that develop sequencers would think that way because mm. drum machines are meant to imitate drummers. I'm yeah. like, you know, so why why are you taking all the feeling out of that? You know what it is? Because the thing is, it's like uh, uh, most of the music when it comes to electronic music is four on the floor. It has to be locked sure. to a grid. More prevalent. Absolutely. It's more prevalent than not, right? So even though, you know, folks like us do stuff like hip hop that has a more loose feel or kind of akin to funk and that kind of stuff, that's when you start to get into that human feel. But I think when most most people that do electronic music are locking to the grid. Like, I remember uh, there were some imperfections in the, well, I'm <laughs> laughing inside when I say some imperfections, in the MPC 5000. <clears throat> and uh, that was my machine of choice for a long time. And people would be like, yo, it has this problem, it has that problem. And I'd be like, I, I have never experienced that. And 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 that's when I started realizing because cats will be like, well, I do four on the floor and I do this type of music that needs to be dead on. Yeah, there yeah. can't be any imperfections. And I literally programmed with imperfections. So if there was something amiss, I probably was like, eh, well, I don't even use the quantize. I don't even, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? And, and, and I think that's so, uh, you know, special from a design perspective. It, uh, I'd love to, to know what you think about that and, and this, that slop uh, aesthetic. What were you thinking when you designed that? Like, what was the, the idea behind that? Oh, well, it was definitely to be used for, you know, making things offbeat, you know, adding a bit of... Oh, wow. You, and also, the other thing is the, the delay and the delay divisor, so you can do um, the, the, the swing, but you've got, like, a real kind of sophisticated control over the swing. Because it, yeah. it breaks the swing down into two parameters, you can you can you got your delays. You can delay a, a beat by a percentage, but then you've got a delay divisor. So if you delay every other one, then it becomes like regular swing, yeah. like sw swing on you know like a on like a Zox drum machine, whatever. But then you know you can do like the third or the fourth ones. So you can get really kind of like odd. Um, uh, sort of swing patterns going. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. There's a lot of dope stuff in there. Then you can skip. Like, right, you can go in there, you can skip yeah. certain things, but then when you start to mess with the delay, delay dividers and skip it, like, like I literally was, was messing around with Pam's and, and, and uh, the squid. And as I was kind of making this drum beat, I was like, damn. So it's it's actually starting to have a mind of its own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? that, that, that's what I like about it as well, because you have to think about things in such a different way when you use it. You don't like think yeah. about it as like a 16. Linear. Yeah, you know, and you do, it does kind of, you come up with these things that that, that you wouldn't normally, you know, because you're having, to, mm -hmm. you're having to think about beats in such a sort of different way, I guess, because it, because primarily it isn't a drum machine, you know, but you can yeah. use it like that, and it turns out that it can actually be really, you know, like I have, I kind of have rough, I have a rough idea of the beat I want, and I know kind of like roughly how to get there with, with Pam, and then I'll kind of play around, and I'll be like, oh, that's actually really nice, you know, I would have never got there through like the mm -hmm. kind of classic way of, I, of you know like step sequencing uh so I, I i create a lot of generative um well semi-generative uh drum beats uh i call it modular jazz where i'll clock pams with a sample and hold mm, mm. so i'll create a rhythm on the pams but then i'll have a sample and hold running through and a 
uh, some sort of attenuation, and then mm. all I'm doing is changing, you know, moving the knob on the attenuation, and it's making mm. the that rhythm have a life of its own because yeah, it's, changing, yeah, yeah. it's changing the yeah. resolution all mm. with a sample and hold, and that for me is why I just really I I can't say it enough that Pam's is super flexible with mm -hmm. doing mm -hmm. crazy stuff, especially when you start clocking stuff with random sources or with yeah. itself. I do that too. <laughs> I clock it with itself. I run one channel that has a quantized LFO running that out into the clock source and it does yeah. just crazy stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. Now the burning question that I have, and I think this is more important than all of the questions. So you really got to be ready for this one. This is super, <laughs> super important. Um, uh, squid sound bowl with the L before the M. Why? ALM. So like, I feel like you I, I thought it was mind whiskey. control I thought it was whiskey. <laughs> obvious and not obvious at the same time. <laughs> I feel no. like I feel like if he would have changed the colors of those letters, it would have been like yeah. But I kind of like the fact that once people, it's like the like people noticing the arrow in the FedEx logo. And also, I wanted to. It, it, it's meant to sound like some sort of like expensive dish. Like, oh, I have the squid sample, please. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's just hard. It's just, it's just hard to say. It's like. Can I get the sample? <laughs> sample. <laughs> it's like it's like my it's like my grandma. She says the L in yeah. walk. She's like, I'm gonna go take a walk. Yeah. Pardon me, HR Tara. He says you just got you yeah. just saw that. Yeah, yes, I'm not yes, yeah. HR, I'm 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 brain dead sometimes. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think as you know, I I I, I like the. It, it, there's not, you know, there's not many uh, things. You, uh, one of the things I love about doing this, you get the opportunity to do whatever you want and to call like a product a squid yeah. sample. You know, it's it's fun and and, and giving them the the, the 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 kind of silly or fun names, whatever. It just gives them a bit of character and a little bit of soul, you know. And yeah, especially cool. when, you know, I just I just think it just injects a bit of life into them, and people are thinking, oh, why is it why is it spelled like that? And people, some people uh, email me and say, you know, you spelt sample wrong on the module. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the kinds of comments that I love from the internet. <laughs> When people get like oh, angry man. and they're just like, "You're wrong! How could you have missed that?" and you're just like, "Really?" And then I just reply back. With <laughs> hey, I got a question case. for you. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh man, that's you wrong. just reply back like, "Oh my god! No, Thanks for no, pointing that out." <laughs> I just reply back um, with like with like the S lowercase and ALM uppercase, and then the rest all lowercase. So they're like, "Oh, it's ALM in the middle." Oh, I see now. That's great. That's great. Ken, you had a question? Uh, what, what's the latency that that thing works at? Um, I think it's like one yeah, to yeah. two what, milliseconds. What's the latency kind of, on that when you're... It jumps around one and oh, two nice. milliseconds. Sorry, Ken, I think I've got a bit of latency on That's you. That's very quick. Nice. Oh, wow. Yeah, something going on. What's happening? I'm, I'm feeling yeah. like I'm trapped in sort of weird matrix. I don't know. <laughs> um, Matthew, the squid sample, does it, does, does it do CV sampling? Yes. Ooh, nice. Wow. Uh, okay. 
that's Damn. that's that's pretty cool. So, man, I could make this thing into like some sort of a Zadar kind of thing if I wanted to, mm-hmm. where I could sample envelopes and then just yeah. Ooh. I, I I played live with two of them, and I used one as um, just for sample playback. Then I used another as a delay and as a sequencer in that I sampled CV loops and then was just playing them back to drive like melodic lines and stuff. And that worked pretty good. See, Matthew, you just, you just, you, man, you just took money out of my wallet. You got to see the video that he did. You got to see the video that he did for Squid as a, for the Squid sample as a delay. That joint is really dope. <laughs> like, I mean, it's really yeah, dope. You dropped in the chat. Yeah, that- yeah, I saw him drop yeah. in the chat. Okay. The, the deep dive. There's like the squid deep dive, but I don't do them. Zach, Zach does them. Zach's like super clever, mm-hmm. so he, um, he does the 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 deep dive videos. Man, I'm about to get this. He actually hey, figured yo. out the delay and stuff. What HR Terror. Up? HR Terror says uh, CB sampling called me interested. I'm with you on that, bro. What I'm with right. you on that. Yep. What can I sell to get this coupe? Tell us about the other modules you have. I mean, you have so many other modules aside, including the other. Yeah, the oh, mega, yeah. the mega slope is interesting. Right. The me- well, let's, even let's beyond, talk. even beyond the 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 system coupe. I mean, you got the whole Akimi's. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah, FM stuff. Yeah, what, what's up? Well, tell us about the the FM stuff that you have. Yeah, so we got the the castle and the Taiko. The castle came first, which is basically, uh, it's like a 38 HP, so it's big, uh, dual oscillator, um, uh, two, two operator, no, four operator. Mm. I, need to, I need to grab one so I can look at it. I can't, anyway. Um, if you just give me one sec, I'll, I'll grab one. And sure, yeah, do that. Two do seconds. That. Yo, I, I just want to shout out the homie Fat Von Free. I don't know if he's still here. Oh, but, yeah, that's, uh, my, that's my homie right there, man. Oh, you know oh, Fab yeah. on? Man, leak. Yeah. Oh, oh snap. I, don't make me call him by his government on on. Oh, here. man, yeah. We, we did a track back in the day. That's the homie, man. Oh, yeah, he that's kills homie. it. Yeah. I got to hook up. Yeah. And he be coming up. He be coming up on a... Uh, all kinds of dope samples for 50 cent each. Hold on. <laughs> I'll be right back, y'all. I got to yeah. hook up with him on the Instagram, man. Yeah, I got a, a brand new one here. Oh, nice. So yeah, this is the this is the castle. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, four operators. Yeah, four. So you got four. So you got your two uh, VCOs and then four operators. Um, you basically. Oh, combine yeah. the operators in various in various ways through the algorithm selection here um and then on vcoa you've got a you've got a chord output as well which gives you up to five voice chords nice. um and and you can have it so you can have like each of the oscillators independent both two operator or you can have four operator across both um one of them corded um the, the the kind of cool thing about it is it uses they use real Yamaha like old stock chips that used to be in like um sound blaster um so sound part so it, you, 
really old PCs, you'd have like sound cards you'd put in and they would have mm -hmm. Yamaha chips on and they'd do FM sound. And that's basically what's in the uh, castle. So you get kind of like the true kind of true Yamaha FM and that you mm -hmm. get the real nice kind of like fizzy top end and what noise and that you, you know, you get like the, the true kind of like, like lately bases out of it, that kind of thing, you know, mm -hmm. um, it, the, the kind of chips kind of like equivalent to what would be in like a DX 100 or a TX 81 Z that kind of like sort of basic kind of nice four operator Yamaha FM, but mm -hmm. you know, nice. and, and then when, when we did that, when we did that module, it didn't do that well to begin with. I don't think people like the size. Um, so then we did kind of like a, a, a the the Taco, which basically has the chip as well, but it's half the size, only single voice, and it's more. Um, it works more like as, a, as more like a sort of drum drum kind of complete voice kind of module, but it, it tracks voice Procto, but it's more. Kind of like rather than having all the the controls the controls are kind of like squished into like you know three knobs into one so it's kind of like more limited but it still sounds good but it's a lot more kind of like drum bassy sort of focused the oh, wow. the akimi's oh, wow. taiko is probably one of my most fiddly modules that i have yeah it's like i can move i can like breathe and the sound will yeah. change yeah <laughs> and I'm just yeah. like, oh my gosh! No, it's no, it, no yeah. it's good. It's good, but it's one of those things where you're like, man, I gotta dial. Yeah, this in. conscious of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm like, man, yeah. I can't move this knob because if I move this knob, yeah. everything changes. Yeah, I think it's it's there's there's probably too much on each knob on the takeo. I think that's why you know, and also because it's FM, it's not. It, it's kind of tuned internally, so it sounds so it always sounds good to it. Not always sounds good, but originally when I did the when I did the takeo originally, it would sound the the sweet spots were kind of um, too too far apart, you know, the too few and too far apart. I guess um, it sounded a, a lot more like a VL tone than it did than like you would uh, expect from like an FM gotcha. kind of drum synth. So it's kind of like tuned internally a bit as well. So, so mm -hmm. it, it always has like that particular sound and the way that the and it's tuned in how the how the all the parameters are mapped to each knob and there probably is a bit too much on each knob which is why you get that kind of like it's quite sort of unpredictable but, I, like, I like that though That's... yeah 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 the good thing is that it's kind of it's mm -hmm. it's normally unpredictable it's unpredictable in a nice way and it's not so unpredictable that you that you can't like you know, it, it's more the to the tones are more unpredictable in that, you know, I, but then again, you kind of learn it. Like I know how to make like the, I can sort of say, oh, here's a nice bass. Here's a nice snare. You know, here's a kind of bass drum kind of thing. You know, here's like a gong sound, that kind of thing. Matthew, when I first got it, every single sound I made sounded like a fart. Yeah. It was just like, it was just like, Thank you. yeah, it was, it was just like, man, I don't know how to mess with this thing and then when i realized how sensitive it was i was like oh okay yeah i gotta be real sensitive with this thing i could have came out with a flatulent album but instead i started flatulent. making some the trick with the, the trick with a taco is to basically get get it in the rough kind of area that you want but then only play with the release knobs don't touch yeah. anything else and then mm -hmm. and that will get you there you know it's it's like if you touch that wave knob, then it will completely change. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and and to a degree, you know, you, the, the, 
to a degree that but it's really it's all in the two releases basically yeah yeah and the, yeah. Al, the algorithm novel change everything completely you know i love it, it now now i know how to use it but when i first got it a, man um, i was sounding you had a, a special edition one too right um there was like a there was a very limited run oh the fizzle the fizzle yes. gun yes. yeah yeah so, so yeah so the fizzle guts was something i pretty much made for myself which was uh it took the it took the chip from uh uh um, a casio fz1 why am i forgetting numbers of simps um which is basically uh the old sampler that had it has it has like two vcas and two filters on a chip and it's a chip Ooh. made by casio it, itself and i basically made a module that that chip goes on the back and then it gives you two um two uh filters and that the, the the filters are kind of uh famous in that they were they were used by like early sort of lfo tracks and supposedly in like apex tracks and which i think they are definitely used in apex so hmm. but as a, as a kind of the sound is very um the sound is like you like you fully open the filter and you put something through it and it's definitely treated you know it's it's a very kind of like and it distorts in kind of like a really kind of like odd way but it is it is lovely but it's it's well one i couldn't make a lot of them anyway because basically it needs a donor f one synth i think i can make four modules out of each synth um uh fortunately with the f ones like nowadays in a lot of them the screens are just gone so they're un kind of unusable anyway you know and there wasn't really that much else great about them apart from the filters you know they weren't they got like the additive engine I, so and i don't you know it's not something i could sort of mass produce i think i've only made maybe sort of 20 of well, them speaking of, of donor since uh the the scary thing was that uh when you came out with the sid guts i i bastardized my childhood c64 and i was <laughs> because like i i grew up on commodore like i mean everything from the vic 20 Absolutely. um on, you know yeah. on, on up so when i saw that i was just like oh so i even took the audio caps out of it and put it in there and yeah yeah just, you know the whole the whole shebang and that was just like it was such a to see that in a module i was like oh this is so so dope <laughs> And then, of course, you came out with the deluxe not long after. Thanks yeah, for that. Yeah. So, and what's the difference between the regular yeah, the, and the deluxe? Well, the the regular was uh, the, the the regular was a uh, was always meant to be a DIY kit. Yep, that's how I did um, it. And, yeah, and it was like it was like our third it was like our third module. And I think when it went in, well, something happened with it. Right. There was I, a. I know that there was a difference between uh, well, for one, the tuning, um, tuning, the way you do tuning was a little, little interesting on it. But the other thing was that you didn't have access to all the oscillators on that. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, th and and also, yeah, the tuning wasn't great because we were limited in terms of like because it was all it was all through hole. Now, the, the, it it was always originally meant to be um, a DIY kit. But then for whatever reason something happened where we had, where we did a small run of them an initial run of them made up or something um and then we did a diy kit run as well which was a little bit of a disaster it was all right but you know and the thing was because it was all through hole we were kind of limited in what parts we could use thus the thus the tracking wasn't amazing like it was okay but you know when you use like service mount parts you get access to a lot more you know mm -hmm. um and also, like you say, with you didn't have kind of like full access, 
to match to all three oscillators and whatnot. So um, yeah, that's why the deluxe happened basically. It's, it's still such a such a dope module though, because you get that analog filter from the from the SID chip, and then you also yeah, have yeah. the yeah. the oscillator itself has like this very distinctive sound to it, like. And honestly, a lot of oscillators, you can kind of say, oh, they're, they're somewhat interchangeable to an extent um, as far as how a lot of oscillators can sound. But that oscillator mm -hmm. is one of the oscillators you, that you can say, okay, this saw wave does not sound like this saw yeah. wave. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. They, they sound very different. Yeah. Like, we don't really make that many of them. They're, they're a bit of a sort of weird one as well because they need a... They need a real SID chip to work, and the SID chips kind of like pull. They pull a lot of power. They run very hot. It's very difficult to get, especially like if you're buying through eBay and stuff. You know, you'll buy one where people will say it works, and they'll turn up and it'll have a bust filter. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you can get the Swin SID clones for them, which which sound I pretty did, good. You know, and I, I did that. There's them. they do sound good, but there is a definite difference. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. There is, but a, it, there that is. that was kind of cool too because you do get two different flavors of a module. Like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. The other thing about buying those chips on eBay is sometimes they'll say they want the chip, but then you'll notice that the ink if the ink rubs yeah, yeah, off, it's like not the chip light. that you think it is, or it's yeah. some bad lot. Or some, there's some story to it, yeah, but you yeah. have to be careful about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the best thing about the the best thing about the Sigots Deluxe, if you turn the cord knob all the way around, uh, square wave, and then modulate the uh, pulse width, and you get the like most amazing kind of like doom cord out of it. Like, ah, nice. It, I love me some doom chords. Uh, that's good. Yeah, you, may have, you may have just sold one of those. I've always been. Ken and I always talk about that that module, <clears throat> uh, the deluxe and, and all that. So yeah, pretty dope, man. I got I have a, a Sid Synth desktop, but I've always wanted one of those in the rack. So yeah, yeah. I, I think as well. We kind of did it more from the perspective of kind of like it was more about kind of like bringing the Sid sound into Euro, like rather than it kind of being a chip tune kind of thing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. It was more kind of like bringing them oscillators into the kind of context of Euro. So then you could process them in, in you know, you had access to kind of like the, the raw sound and then you could process them through lots of different stuff, kind of like a new kind of context, you know? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it, it, it definitely has a sound because obviously the guy that did the SID chip went on to do and Sonic and whatnot, you know, like the ESQ1 yeah. is basically what the... Bob Yannis. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Was was basically what the the SID chip was meant to be. Dope, dope, dope. So cool, man. I mean, how how do you think the uh, the system is being uh, received? Like, uh, what's been the, oh, the, the reception? Uh, okay. Yeah, really well, really positive so far. Like, um, it's it's weird because I know like quite a few have sold, but it's only in the last couple of weeks that we've been noticing people, you know, like on Instagram and whatnot, and sort of getting feedback from people um but it's all been positive you know people seem to really get it and sort of understand what we were trying to do you know mm -hmm. which is cool um yeah no it's what, been what it's was been the really price good. point on the whole system well I, the the price point in the uk i think is 1899 but i think in the us it, it's it's a little bit i think it's, it's, it's 21 a little bit more yeah it's like yeah, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I, 
it's it's because that it, because we're UK based, obviously, and we're so everything's sterling based, and sterling's yeah. sort of a bit up and down. It has been for the last sort of couple of years, so it's it's difficult to mm. kind of do US pricing, you know, in, in a. Hey, it's still, it's still affordable though. I, it's like two grand, two grand or so. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was that was the aim. It was kind of ma yeah. made to be kind of like as affordable as we could we could make it. You know, absolutely. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, you... so what's on the horizon that you can kind of hint at us? Oh, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, it's, just, it's just between us and everyone. It's just between us and everyone that's watching. <laughs> um, what's next? Uh, I guess. Um, well, we've got. Um, we've just done the boss bow two. Which is here? That just that just shipped, What's which that? is what kind of like a. Oh, so this is, is a. This is kind of an update to our mm. original boss bow tie. It's a it's a it's a switch module. So you have like a input and then a number of outputs. Oh, I keep doing this wrong. I keep I'm looking at the <laughs> screen. Yeah, yeah, at the I got you. <laughs> amateur, amateur hour. Uh, oh, so we got eight outputs, one input, or eight inputs, one output, and you basically control the routing between the two. Oh, the original nice. just did like address routing. So depending on the voltage you had coming in here, mm -hmm. that controlled this route where this kind of ended up. Um, what this one does is it has three different modes. So it still has the address mode, but then it has a, a step mode, like a classic. So you you give it a trigger and it will step through one, two, three, four. Oh, like that's that. cool. And then, and then reset. And then it also has a strobe mode, which is kind of a combination of the two where the, the address is, is set. But when you when you hit it with a trigger, it will then um, it will then kind of jump to it, almost like a sample and hold. Oh, that's um, bad. You, you said the magic word for me. Sample and hold. Yeah, yeah. That, just, that just chipped. And there's a there's a good video on our YouTube, which uh, Zach also did, and he does all sorts of crazy stuff with, like turns it into a ring mod, I think, and all sorts of uh, cool stuff. That's, that's just shipping. I think I think they got a bit delayed though. Some of the shipments to the U.S. stores because FedEx, you know, it's like things. Uh, shipping can be really random at the moment. Like things are getting backed up, and I know that some yeah, recent U.S. shipments got really backed up due to uh, like waiting for COVID shipments or whatever. I don't know. You know, mm -hmm. normally FedEx is really mm -hmm. quick. So yeah. I think people have been having a problem getting hold of that in the U.S., but they're definitely on the way. Um, and then so we've got that we've got uh we've got a couple of firmware updates coming we've got a we, well we just for the on the squid sample we just uh released a a little a little kind of like fun website we've done called squidbanks.com where we put all like uh banks that we were using sort of here between sort of me zach and theo and some of the like leftover banks that never shipped on the key like it it's the, the ships with like 90 banks on the on the key oh, and we cool. had like about 50 left over so they're downloadable there's some banks we made there's some converted morphogene banks some like wave tabley banks and that's on uh squidbanks.com so we just did that uh and we did a big update to the squid manual so there's a load of patch examples in there now i think the delay examples in there oh cool, um, cool. Mm-hmm. And then we, as I mentioned earlier, we've got a we've got another update for the PAM coming, which gives you like a smooth random output. That, 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 that also gives you 
like a new parameter which is a logic parameter and it allows you to kind of do like logic operations on two channels you can kind of like and or 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 x oh, very cool yeah, yeah. That's now, really now I could program. Yeah. Now I could program hi hats with Pam. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it's like bonkers though because when you CV it, it's you. You know, it's it's. We were like, we could not believe how good it was. You know, because oh, so I wanted dope. to do like I wanted to do like vir like almost like virtual patching within Pam, so you could like you know how you can sort of patch it in itself. I wanted it so you could kind of say right, well, drive this out, drive this parameter from the output of like triggered free but there just wasn't enough juice really in pam to do that but this so the, the fallback was do this kind of logic thing uh, where you can say like you know and this channel with that channel or whatever that's and, cool. and it worked really really well so that'll be released soon that's and that's cool that should that's... be released maybe next week or the week after like there's nothing oh, really I was gonna get that. <laughs> Very uh, and then we've got an update for the squid which is about to come out too which uh, the, there's a couple of sort of minor bug fixes, but the main thing is, is it lets you do um, multiple bank sets on the same USB stick. So at the, at the moment, you're, you're, you, you have like a, you're stuck with kind of like uh, one set of 99, of up to 99 banks on a key. With this update, you can have like as many different sets of 99 samples as you want on a key and kind of move between them. Um, which I think a lot of people will find interesting. So you got a lot on deck. You got a lot yeah, on deck coming up. Lot, yeah, we've been really busy. You know, we've really been trying to sort of like, uh, you know, bring some nice updates out and kind of keep supporting these things, as well as kind of some new stuff in the pipeline. Uh, I see you looking. I see you looking at them over there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, there's nothing kind of like, there's nothing kind of like a media. I guess there's also the Milton and the MCF, and I don't know what will happen with the Milton, but I'm sure the MCF will probably be released on its own at some point. So I don't um, hear, I don't hear a lot of people talk about Dinky's Tycho. No, I guess Dinky's Dinky's has been around for a while. Like it was number five, and I think it's just it's just kind of like fallen off trend. You know, I think it's just one of the you know, um, Dinky's is kind of a funny one as well. It, it, it's not. It has a very kind of it has its own sound, and you know, you were saying like like fart noises. Yeah. Like it's really good at making fart noises. <laughs> whenever I hear whenever I hear making fart noises, I'm like, oh. But I, I, I hear it in track. It in track. But um, it's kind of yeah. But it makes nice sounds. It makes kind of like if you kind of shorten the release times and it makes kind of you know yeah i make really good snare snare samples and really good uh percussion stuff with it it's really yeah really cool. yeah 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 so i guess oh, yeah man. i guess you know maybe it's time to sort of revisit the dinky at some point you know so i have to say i keep showing this just because i'm totally enamored with the artwork that you yeah. have a company in the system coupe. I mean, the artwork is just yeah. really dope. It it almost begs to be a, a whole nother thing, like a comic book of its own for the, the adventures right. of the system coupe. This is really dope. Was how did you kind of come up with that idea to do that? Was it uh, uh, kind of driven by the fact that you have uh, Pam's and there's a character 
that and you kind of want to continue that sort of theme or what yeah no definitely and, and there was the idea to do like a like an advert you know kind of like an old not really sort of kind of like a sort of it was meant to be like a kind of like japanese stereo advert mm-hmm. oh cool ah, uh, nice yeah mm-hmm. and there's an illustrator that i follow on instagram who does kind of like old uh kind of like 1980s manga style artwork so mm-hmm. i contacted him about 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 doing this and and that's you know what he came up with basically which was uh really really cool. cool i know his name is um jose i can't remember his full name but i'm sh- i'm pretty sure uh let me just I'll find it on my phone and and i also want to mention too while this is up oh thanks to pepe for the amazing artwork okay so it's uh, oh yeah that's it sorry yeah pepe, pepe yeah his his name is his name is jose but his his instagram is um Peppy, P-E-P-E underscore Salot, S-A-L-O-T. Yeah, very yeah. cool stuff. So I, there's one guy that, um, you know, I, I follow on Instagram. I think his name is Genealogy. He fixes old samplers and, and synthesizers. And um, I actually got my JX3P from him. And he's never been into modular, and I don't know if he's ever even mentioned that he wanted to be involved with modular. But you know what I mean. Ask him about any vintage. Oh, he just got the coupe. Yeah, he, I just saying. saw him post that. That's exactly it. And so, so oh, it's but, you know, Bay is what got him into modular, and I really think that it has that kind of a, a appeal for people that are like, yo, this gives me a reason to get into modular, a reason to kind of get a system and it's compact, it's mm-hmm. powerful, and it has a sampler and it kind of blends two worlds together. So yeah, I just want to let you know that this guy was never ever into modular. <laughs> Your sister coupe, soon as he saw it. I think I know who you mean. I think I know, has he been? Yeah, it's cool though. You know, that's uh, that's what I like doing, doing it. You know, when people kind of, they get into it and it kind of inspires, you know, it sounds a bit cheesy, but when it kind of inspires people and, you know, people have a lot of fun with their stuff and get a lot of enjoyment out of it, then, yeah, you know, no doubt. that's the, the, the reason for doing that, I guess. Cool. Well, hey, we're, uh, we're at about an hour and 20 minutes and I uh, love the conversation. I'm so glad you came on the show. This has been good, good conversation. Gave us a lot of insight into ALM Busy Circuits. And uh, looking forward to seeing a lot more stuff from you. anybody else in the, in, in the on the panel. Got any questions or closing comments? No, I just thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, thank you for Thanks having for me. Coming on. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we really no appreciate doubt. it. And uh, man, I'm gonna need that coupon code because I'm gonna need that. Coupon. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I, I was just on. I was just on the the site looking at, at this sample. Like, mm, I might. I might have to grab one. I'm gonna have to sell. One. I'm gonna have to sell one of Ken's kids. Hey Corey, just out of, hey Corey, Corey, just out of curiosity, have you done a demo for the Squid sample? I, I, need I to have not. Actually, I did okay. some stuff on Instagram. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm getting more, and that's why I have it in this case okay. because I plan on doing something similar for it for the mm-hmm. uh, mod segment. But uh, yeah, no, I did some stuff because the drums on there sound so good already. And I started sampling in. I've been digging in with both because I don't want to showcase it without showcasing it with Pamela's. And you know, Pamela's can take you into a space where you're like, oh, well, I didn't expect that. They tweak, tweak, tweak. So. I need the whole. I need the whole system. That's I, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? Because like, because he, here's the benefit of having the whole system. 
Yeah. I have a Pam's, but now I can have two Pams. You know? Okay, I'm just going to yeah. show this. I mean, you got to have two Pams. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, so that's the squid sample and Pamela's workout in one little box right there, right? One yeah. little box. Yep. Okay. Gosh, that's really crazy. Cool. Yep. Yep. That's dope. Oh, I love that your modules are shallow too, dude. That's yeah. yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking yeah. of that, I had this case that I was gonna put the magneto in this case, but yo, the <laughs> magneto right. is Twice the depth of this thing. <laughs> the, the, the squid just fits, doesn't it? The squid is like, oh, like just fits in that, yeah. Well, just maybe get yeah, a little more room in there still, though. So, yeah. but I mean, it's still pretty shallow for, you know, for that. So that's pretty dope, man. Yeah, I yeah. I, I, um, I appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, no, thank um, you. I'm gonna come on anytime when you got new products and stuff, and yes. you know, planning to launch. Be sure to hit up beat people and yeah, we'll no, come definitely. on and kind of celebrate. <laughs> yes. All right, and um, thanks for everybody that tuned in. Be sure to like, subscribe, uh, pass the word, and we'll see you next time on Beat yes. People Podcast. We, uh, go. we got 75 coming up, so we'll see you then. All right. All right. Awesome. Thank you.